número 117. ¡Vamos! What's going on, ladies? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and this podcast is here to highlight the amazing journeys of business women all over the world so you can find some great information and inspiration for your business journey. My guest today is Irene Yiberin, and the reason why I'm so, so excited to bring her story to you is because she is such a cool creative and artist in the film industry, and she is giving us a really cool vantage point as to how she's created a business out of her art. So she created the company Maravilla um, to really be the mother company that produces really great opportunities to showcase South American art and film. She is a filmmaker. She's always been in the film festival industry. And under that banner, she's created the Venezuelan Film Festival held in New York City. Now, if you put on events or you've ever tried to put on events, you will totally understand this number. So her very first year of kind of, oh, let's put this film festival together back in 2013, she had 1,200 people in attendance. Her second year, which she's going to go into what changed throughout those two years, um, her second year in 2014 um, that she just had this back in September, she had 2,200 people in attendance. She does a great job in this interview of really explaining how she got those people there and the cool grassroots marketing that she did that really not only got people in the seats, but actually made a complete impact on her community. Get ready for this one. Turn up your volume. Irene, thank you so much for being here on the show today. Thank you for inviting me. It's truly an honor to be here talking with you. Uh, I am so thrilled to have you here and very, very honored. You just finished your Venezuelan Film Festival up in New York, like literally just as we're talking, probably about, what, two weeks ago, something like that? Um, yeah, so you, you're coming off the high off of that. So I really, I want to jump right into kind of the present moment of what you're doing, because I think it's so fascinating. So can you give a little bit of a kind of a story or a history as to what the Venezuelan Film Festival is all about? Well, the film festival, Venezuelan Film Festival in New York, it's all about showing the great films that are coming out of Venezuela. For many years, there was little production, and now there's uh, doing up to 40 movies a year that are premiering in Venezuela. And it's not only the amount of movies that have that have, that has gone up, but it's also the quality and the diversity of the themes. And we felt that New York was a good place to to be able to open that window for this new cinematography, this new era of filmmakers in Venezuela. And this is really kind of an, um, you know, like an event, the mother company that you own really puts on, which is called Maravilla. And, you know, the whole point of that company is to be able to really like showcase the arts and history of South American culture, which I think is beautiful. Um, tell us a little bit about your backstory. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Venezuela, in Caracas. I went to film school, and while I was there, I was offered my first job as a as an assistant producer in a film festivals, short films for students. And I worked there for like four years, five years. So that and it was a very small film festival, 
So, well, when I say small, I mean a small crew of people working, like four or five people, mostly. Oh, wow. So I was able to, yeah, no, it was, it was a great accomplishment. And it was, I was able to see what the director was doing, what the programmer was doing, you know? Like, I was able to look into all those uh, activities that everybody was, was doing in order for the film festival to be successful. And then after that, I went to coordinate uh, a magazine by the, the, I'm sorry, the programming of the National Cinematheque in Venezuela. So I will do cycles of like Japanese film. I will, I will have to research the programs and it was, it was really a really good time. And after that, I did a couple of other film festivals in Venezuela, internationals. And by then I moved to programming the film festivals. Wow. So when I moved to New York, it was just like the, the natural thing to look for to be involved in this area. Well, here's why I'm fascinated is because so many times, and I don't think that this is really the right thing, but it is, like it just is sort of out there, you know, arts and business are sort of seen as two separate entities. And so um, when there is an artist who is successful in business of art, it's really fascinating to me to really dig under the hood and see why that is. And what I love about your story is that you really just have had this passion for storytelling through film all of these years and ended up really kind of creating a very successful business out of it. So, you know, after all of this experience, now you're living in New York and now you're, you know, producing these big film, film festivals. And why did you decide to actually create Maravilla? And how did you, like, what were some of the first steps that you took to do that? Well, actually, when I did the first film festival in 2013, the first edition, it, I, we didn't have a company. It was just like two friends from Venezuela and myself in here in New York doing it. So when we finished that, it was, it was, you know, moderate success. We were happy that it happened, but it wasn't very successful economically and financially. Right. But it was the first step. And so I contacted a friend. Uh, her name is Nanda, Nanda Godoy. She's the director of Maravilla, actually. And she, she used to do the Ecuadorian showcase here in New York, too. And I worked with her before doing cultural events. So I, I kind of knew her. and I knew that she was a serious person and that I wanted to do something with her. So she already had uh, two partners, and they were thinking of having this company named Maravilla, but they didn't know. They, we, 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 we talk about it. We kinda, I kind of like added on to that. And we now, well, group <laughs> out of everybody's experiences. We have Christian, que, who's, who was the programmer of the Venezuelan Film Festival, mm -hmm. Christian Ponce. And he has a background in business. So he's kind of like, he can see the things that maybe we, we are not able to see. Because you need, for, a, for a team to work, you need to have different perspectives and different skills. I agree with that. And yeah, so when I, when I ran into them, it was like, it was, it was like meant to be. <laughs> they really liked what I did before, and I really liked the projects that they had in mind. And we realized that we wanted to work towards the same common goal, which was, you know, bringing South American arts and films to, to New York, to the world. Okay, so that all sounds really, really pretty. But anyone who has been in like a business partnership or any sort of like strategic partnership knows that, you know, especially when you're working so intimately with people, there's definitely like some structure that you have to create in order to have this all optimal, you know, business and optimal relationship with everyone. So what kind of things do you guys do internally and what kind of maybe agreements do you have or norms do you have that ensure that kind of what's best for the business gets done and egos don't get into play and all that sort of stuff? 
Well, we are very honest with each other. We agreed to that from the very beginning, that we were just going to, like, tell each other what, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. The first thing that we did was write a manual, an operations manual, on how, what, what are the things that need to be done in order for it to be successful. And we kind of do like a checklist, basically. Like, okay, so we have the movies, yes. So we have a place to, to, place to play them, yes. So do we have the funding? How are we going to get it? We need a plan for that. So the, in the beginning, it was like almost a year of just planning how we were going to take this like off the ground. Wow. And like, like, like I said in the beginning, like we was a team effort. We were all bringing different skills. We knew we, we, it's, it's not to say that we didn't make any mistakes this year because we did, <laughs> but we learned from them. And now for the next project that we're going to have, you know, it's going to, everything is going to go smoother because now we have this experience. Right. So I want to dig into those mistakes a little bit. So you made sure. you made the comment before about how, okay, so 2013, you didn't, you didn't even have Maravilla yet. You, you really just kind of went, hey, I'm going to do this film festival. And you had the yeah. very first um, Venezuelan film festival. And, it, you know, you said that it wasn't successful economically. But so I think sometimes with events, like it's not – to have an event from the get-go that actually really produces is a really, like financially, is a very hard thing because that first year, you're really trying to focus just on getting people there, getting butts in the seats, getting, getting you know, the press that, um, and getting you established as as an event. So what kind, exactly. of, what kind of things did you guys do to market the event back then? And how many people did you end up having come to the event? Well, w the first thing that we knew that we had to do was to, you know, get somebody to rent us the, the, the screening rooms, which in this case was Tribeca Cinema in Manhattan. So thanks to the sponsorship of Citgo Petroleum, which is a Venezuelan company that operates in Texas, they saw the project, they loved it, and they said, like, you know what? Yes, we'll support you. We'll, mm. we'll, we'll you, you know, we'll count on us. So, so does, that mean, that, does that mean that they actually like paid for the space or that they just sort they, of like, yeah. put, wow, that's great. They paid for, for Tribeca, for everything that we needed from there. Like they rented everything. Wow. So once I had the movies and I had the place, you know, it was all a matter of just getting the people there. <laughs> so we agreed that the first year we were going to, we were not going to charge entry. So it was all free. All the activities that we did were free of charge. We advertised on the local newspapers, like for free. Uh, we went online and just got a lot of people on Facebook, a lot of people on Twitter, and we went to other events that were happening here in New York City and, and just told people, like, listen, so this is happening next week, just come and check it out. Gotcha. So you and really kind of like around. boots on the ground campaign, right? Yes, totally, totally, totally. And we got around 1,200 people. Wow. Holy cow, for yeah. your very first event? Yeah, everybody was surprised. <laughs> That's incredible. So I really want to point out, though, that you chose to make that a free event because you knew that you wanted the traffic there first to really establish yeah. your brand, right? Exactly. That's that's correct. So what were some of the major mistakes that you made that you now learned from and actually implemented for the 2014 film festival? Well, for, you know, when you start doing something and it's just like a small team of people, most of the time, you are you're wearing different hats, and everybody's exchanging hats all the time. And then you, you know, that was very disorganized. So this year, uh, one of that was a big mistake because then things weren't being done. And whose responsibility is? Was it you? Was it me? Oh, I started it. So this year, 
it was clear who was in charge of what and what the responsibilities were. And that made it so much easier to work. Like, okay, so I don't have to worry about the graphic designer. You can take on of that, so I can just take care of writing emails to the film directors and stuff, you know, like. So that was one of the things that we learned. And also, well, the within the... I don't know, because, I mean, I don't mean to sound, like, even overly optimistic, but I, I wouldn't say that we had, like, a huge mistake or something that... That's a good thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, and I don't want to sound, like, I don't know, but I can't think of something that was horrible that I cannot believe that we did. So give us a snapshot of how things went this year. How did you actually, my question is, is did you end up charging for tickets this year? And how many people ended up coming? Yes, we charged for tickets this year. We charged $10 a ticket. That's great. <laughs> just to, yeah, just to make it, you know, affordable and and to make it a, a little bit, a little an increase from last year. And we actually had around 20, 2,200 people showing up. Oh my gosh, that is huge, girl! Holy cow! We were, like, for some shows, for some shows we had, we were sold out, and there were people like in rush line and waiting to come in. It was very exciting, very exciting. People want to see different films, you know. Like everybody sees the blockbusters, but what, what's happening in Venezuela? What's happening in Ecuador? In Bolivia? You know? So. Okay, so let's go a little bit more. I really want to identify your business model. I think I know what it is, but like, can you describe like how your business actually makes money? I, I, as Maravilla, kind of as this mother company, but for this particular event, how do you actually generate revenue? Through ticket sales, basically. So, so ticket sales, and then are you guys still getting sponsorships for these events? Yes, actually, this year our presenting sponsor was Cisco Petroleum, this company that I mentioned that also supported us last year. Yeah, and we also had the support of many other companies in New York, like Fairway and B and H, the photo, the photo store. They they donated the the prize, the award, which was wow. equipment. Wow, you're giving him a good plug, by the way. Great job. <laughs> Um, Well, and here's why I really wanted to identify that is because um, for anyone thinking about producing an event because they're so passionate, I mean, you are so passionate about this vision and about this mission of your company. And you have created and produced a really unique event that you just happen to have this specialized skill in. Um, and you've done that in a way that drives to, to over 2,000 people. And when it comes to actually being able to profit from an event and able to make it a viable business, all you have, I mean, getting the people in the room is a huge thing because now you've got the eyes and now you can can share with sponsors how to, that, hey, I have all the, I have 2,000 plus people in the room. Would you like me to put your brand in front of them? And who's going to say no to that? Exactly. That's the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> that's great. So, okay. So now I want to ask some of the logistics of actually, you know, your specialized knowledge about putting on film festivals. Um, you know, how, how do you choose which films are going to be chosen? And um, how do you, I guess, how how do you go through that process? How does somebody actually like, um, apply to have their film included, and then how do you choose? Well, we actually don't have like an open um, open call for filmmakers. What we do is that we we see which movies are being screened in Venezuela, which ones are being very popular amongst Venezuelans, which ones are being awarded in international film festivals, 
And then after that, we watch them all in here. We, we get in touch with the filmmakers. We ask them if they would be interested in showing their film here in New York City. Most of them say yes within minutes. Right. Some of them need a little convincing, but, you know, after that, we just watch the films and we decide, me and the programmer, who's Christian Ponce, we together decide which movies go and which ones doesn't. What was one of the your most favorite moments, maybe one or two of your most favorite moments from the festival that just passed? Well, I got to say that the, the opening ceremony, it was really exciting to see all the people there, wanting to see the movies, everybody talking about it, like they couldn't wait to see them. And I think one of my favorite moments was when there was people outside waiting to go in and asking me, like, oh, excuse me, you think you can get me a ticket? Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, no, we're packed. But I could, I, I said it with a smile, you know. <laughs> so, and I think, and, and then I, when I went in there and I saw people like actually like reacting to the films and laughing and getting the jokes and being like truly interested. And not only the Venezuelan people, just everybody that went there. That's wonderful. And, and in all the pictures that you see now, you, all you see is everybody hugging. <laughs> we're huggers, you know, in Venezuela. We're very touchy <laughs> people. But you could see that in the audience, like everybody's like, oh, hi, how are you? Oh my God, I can't believe this is, this is happening. It was, it was really cool, I gotta say. I was very, I still am very excited about that. What, what do you think that you guys add to your whole lineup of events? And it's worth mentioning that this is a five day event, is that right? Yes, that's correct. So over the course of five days, you're having multiple movies play, you're having different events going on. What unique, um, events do you have that makes this so special, meaning that it, you're not just showing up at a movie time, you know? Like, what, what different elements do you throw in there to actually make this really special and unique? Well, we had, because of the, we first, we chose the movies that we thought were the best. And after that, you kind of, like, let the movies talk to you and you see what's the subject that, that they all share. And for this year, we noticed that one of the themes was sex, and gender discussion in Venezuela. So we we decided to do a, a panel on that. So we had a panel on sex and gender in today's Venezuela, which was a very interesting experience because we had a lot of people, you know, like, oh, I had to leave Venezuela. And we, we had other people saying, like, oh, Venezuela has been doing a lot of improvements, and then other people disagreeing. It was a very healthy conversation, you know, and to think that it was all brought up because because of the films that we brought. Gotcha. So we were able to talk about other issues that are happening beyond what everybody sees on the news every day about Venezuela. We also had a couple of movies that talk about immigration and what immigrants face when they leave their houses and what they're doing once they are out of their comfort zone. So we took those movies to a community center in the Bronx and we showed them to a class of in a, in a community center that teaches immigrants to speak English so they can join the workforce here in the United States. Oh, wow. And, I mean, it was amazing how these people received it. These are not the, the people that will go to Tribeca, the people that will go to, to you know, to, like, the Angelica to see a, very, a documentary or whatever, you know. These are pe- people that will watch the movie and get actually touched and be like, oh, I feel the same way. I haven't seen my family in eight years. And they were asking the filmmakers, like, oh, so you are an immigrant, so how do you feel? It was just beautiful. So you actually went, you, like, took your movies out into the community at these community centers and during these um, kind of classes and things like that? And, and yeah. Like, that's, yeah a, I, that's a great idea. 
Yeah, we, this is the second time that we do it. Last year we did it too, and it was such a wonderful experience that we decided to do it again this year. And when I got in touch with the teachers, they were like, yeah. Wow. Bring the movies. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you guys end up filming like a documentary of you guys doing that so you can kind of catch your reactions and then show it during that week? Or like, did you do this beforehand, like before the actual festival? Or was this done like that week of or the week after? This was during the week of the film festival. Wow. Before the film festival, like the day before, we had a screening at CCNY, the City Community College of New York. Uh -huh. City College of New York, I'm sorry. Uh, for, a, for a class, a filmmaking class. And we showed the first horror film made in Venezuela. And the very the first horror film? The very first when horror film. When was that film made? made in Venezuela. That was The House at the End of Time by Alejandro Hidalgo, who was actually the winner of the Audience Award this year. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, so we, 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 we gave him, you know, we gave the, the students and the filmmakers the opportunity of talking to other young filmmakers and share their knowledge. How did you get to make that movie <laughs> kind of thing? So what I'm hearing that is so fascinating is that it sounds like you and everyone at Maravilla and your entire team to put this on and, and it sounds like the future film festivals that you're going to be putting on as well, you guys do a lot of like community integration. So what strategies did you have? Um, I'm going to get to your larger marketing strategy for that, you know, allowed to, over 2,000 people to come to this event, but the community integration was definitely one. So what did you do to really identify who you needed to talk to in the community? Um, how did you start up those relationships and those conversations? How did you how did you work that? Um, back in Venezuela, I used to do community filmmaking, and what we do was we we went to a different community, so we didn't have access to all the equipment necessary or the knowledge necessary to make films. And what we did was we showed them like a super quick workshop, and then they could. To talk about either the problems they had in their community or something good they wanted to talk about their community. And I remember that it was such a wonderful experience to, to you know, just be in touch with people that are not used to participating in these kind of cultural activities. So when I got here to New York, I, I wanted to also work with those communities. Now, by chance, <laughs> by destiny, I ended up working in the Venezuelan consulate uh, doing cultural events. And through the Venezuelan consulate, I was able to get in touch with all these um, um, associations and organizations that work in the Bronx. So basically, what 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 I got from that was like that there was a need, you know, to to also involve in in yeah involve these communities into this activity that I wanted to do because you know it's not only to attend a mainstream audience. We, we, we need to attend everybody that would be willing to watch, that, that would be willing to watch South American films. Right. So through the consulate, I guess it was the first time I got in touch with all these organizations here in New York City. I just, I, I'm amazed. I mean, that's just such a smart and organic strategy, which I think is really, really amazing. Um, can you talk about uh, kind of a larger maybe marketing um, and advertising plan that you guys had from last year, like all the build out and the lessons you had learned from last year, all the great things that did work that you now implemented again. Like how did you get over 2,000 people in the room this year? What kind of strategies, social media strategies, you know, putting it in the newspaper? I mean, whatever worked. What kind of things did you guys go through that worked really well? 
Well, one one of the things that we changed about last year was that we actually had somebody in charge of just getting taking care of all of our media presence. And uh, we what we did was use again like press releases, Facebook, Twitter, and some communities like Meetup and Eventbrite and things like that. But we was mainly done online. We took some ads that we printed in in a newspaper that has been highly circulation here within the Latino community. And basically we just call newspapers and be like, hey, we're having a Venezuelan film festival. Do you want free tickets? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you free tickets. You have a press pass. You have everything that you want. And we did, we, we reached out to a lot of, um, a lot of, websites and told them the same like you listen you can have 10 tickets so you can raffle them so we had a lot of of of, yeah i mean i don't know exactly it was very organic everything it was a lot of word of mouth too it was a lot of the people that came over last year that find out that it was going to happen again and they told their friends oh remember last year well it's happening again we should go this time you know (laughs) very nice what ad- what advice would you give to somebody who you know is is either an artist with um, a real deep passion for their art, or just anyone with a very su- super niched passion? Because that's really what you have. I mean, you have this very you know thriving passion for South American films and art. What advice would you give to somebody who has a very niche passion and maybe a little doubtful that there's really a business underneath it all? Well, first, it's like you got to be very clear in what, what is it that you want to do. That's the first thing. Like, what is your goal? So if your goal is to make people watch films, for example, then you need to have the, you need to make a list of what is it that you need to get there. And then after that, start, start getting it. Like, don't listen to people who will be like, oh, you're never going to do it because people, are, people can be very negative. So just, you know, believing what you want to do. And if you are passionate about it, you'll find people that are also passionate about it. And if they don't see it, then you make them listen (laughs) to the reasons why it's so cool what you're doing and why do they need to be on board. Because people can sense the passion. Right. That's very, very true. Irene, where do you see this going next year? I know next year you have the um, Ecuadorian Film Festival. Is that correct? And then obviously you're going to have the, you know, the next year's. Uh, Venezuelan Film Festival as well. Like, what what's the big vision for you? Like, what what do you see? Well, the first thing that we want to do with Maravilla is expand uh, the the film festivals that we have. We would like to include a couple of other countries and in, uh, to show here in New York too. Like, for example, Argentinian Film Festival here in New York City, or the Chilean Film Festival in New York City. And the, like, I believe like our planning, like a five year plan will be to have a conference where filmmakers and artists can just meet with people from New York and they can share what their, their, their future goals are, work together, find co-production, find distribution for your film, find a venue for your play. Do not just like make a, a, a three day event where people can just go there and meet and reconnect and then you know, expand the market of South American arts. I love it. I really love it. Okay. I'm going to transition us into the final segment of this, which is your favorite five. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, I always ask the question, what is your favorite book? Now this doesn't have to be a business book, but any reading that you have done that's really made an impact on you. 
Okay, I would have to say 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel García Márquez. That's a great book, by the way. Awesome. It is. It is. I can reread it a million times. You know, I used to live in Mexico and about halfway, I, I lived there for just like a semester during college. And mm-hmm. right about halfway through is when I got fluent and I started reading that book in Spanish. And then mm-hmm. I got busy. And so about a year later, now I'm living back in the U.S. And I tried to read it in Spanish again. And I, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go back to the English version of this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually understood it in Spanish that first round. <laughs> um Okay. How about okay. one of your favorite business tools? Like what, what is a tool that you use for business that makes your life really easy? Google Drive. No question about it. <laughs> um, how about your favorite Venezuelan meal? Well, I got to say that I love pequeños. What is that? Pequeños is kind of like a doughy chicken finger. Uh, no, not chicken, cheese finger. Ooh. It's like a mozzarella finger, but covering uh, is delicious. All right, very nice. Now I'm getting hungry. Um, <laughs> what about um, what about what's one of your favorite things to do in New York? I love to go to Central Park. Yeah, what do you are you like a runner? Do you walk around? Do no, you like walk your dog? I walk around. I, <laughs> I have a three year old daughter, so okay. I take her over there and she just runs free. <laughs> <laughs> Like the one place where she can just run free and get her energy out, right? Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and finally, Miss Film Artist, what is one of your favorite films ever? The Virgin Suicide by Sofia Coppola. Really? I don't yeah. think I ever saw that movie. I read the book. Very good book. But the movie is, is amazing. I read the book too, and I thought that the movie did real justice. Really? Okay. Very yeah. Cool. Nice. Very good. The soundtrack is amazing. Awesome. Well, yeah. Irene, I really want to thank you so much for being here and for sharing your business with us. It's super fascinating. And um, there, you just are doing so many. I'm I'm bowled over by the success that you've had already, just in sheer numbers with your event. I mean, for those of you who don't haven't regularly put on events, that is a lot of people, and the logistics of that are immense. So huge congratulations to you. And the most exciting part is that that's just the beginning. So great job, girl. And um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. It was a great opportunity. Thank you, thank you. Got a ton of takeaways from that conversation with Irene. Uh, I think the biggest of which that I was so blown over by was her integration with her mission and with her event into the community, both in kind of community uh, classes and organizations where she was actually talking to people who were dealing with that immigration issue, who can identify with that. Um, that that's exactly what her films were talking about, as well as hosting a kind of a kickoff film party at the local college in the film department. I just thought that those were really creative and grassroots ways to get the word out and to get the buzz out about what powerful things that she's doing. I really want to thank you so much for being here. I hope you grab something that you can go and take into your business. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next episode. Nos vemos. Nos vemos.